Welcome, welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast with your hosts, Jimmy Bacon and Mike Runchuti, talking all about the Dragon Ball Super Card Game, presented by Team TCG Mafia and produced by Lobat. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, everybody? Hermit Style Podcast is back. It is Saturday, September 25th. I apologize. I am a day late. I uh, Yesterday was not a good day for me to record. I wasn't feeling great. And um, yeah, I just had to put it off a day. But we're here. We're back. Uh, I actually just got back from the Virginia Beach Card Show. And man, what a time. That was uh, that was phenomenal. Shouts to to them for putting it on. Um, check out VA Beach Cards with a Z, not an S, on Instagram. Uh, he, he put on a phenomenal show today. We had all kinds of different games represented. Uh, Pokemon, Magic, uh, all different sports cards, uh, Funko Pops. I mean, if it was a collectible, it was there. Uh, super, super fun time. Um, C. Irv Collects was there with me to help out, and another buddy of mine, Kurt, was there to help out uh, with the Hermit Style booth, which that was incredible. I actually had a couple fans come up, which was re- really cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it was a it was a blast. I hope if you were in the area, you were able to make it. Uh, if you didn't, stay tuned because there is going to be. Uh, I think he said he's going to try and do multiple a year. So if you didn't make it out to this one, definitely make it out to the next. But yeah, it was uh, it was super fun. All all kinds of crazy cards there, and. Uh, yeah, it, was a, it was a good time. And actually speaking on collecting, this episode is going to be all about collecting for DBS. So um, I actually have a very special guest on. It is Top Sun Goku, as I announced last week. Uh, this this interview with Top Sun is incredible. Uh, if you haven't checked out Top Sun Goku, show him some love on Instagram. Um, and it's literally Top Sun Goku. He also runs his own podcast for collecting as well as a YouTube channel. And the insight he gave into the collector's world for this game is absolutely phenomenal. Even if you're not into the collecting side and only the playing, this really actually is helpful still. <laughs> he gave a lot of insight into kind of just just uh, almost like a, um, just recommendations and tips on financially getting into the game um, and how the collectors go about buying certain cards, which can actually help you to drive your decisions on what do I buy? What do I sell? What are the right times? Things like that. Um, but we went over so much information in this podcast. It was actually just excellent. And one of the big things we hit on is bridging the gap between players and collectors, which I think is really important because we both share a passion over the same game. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, it is a long one, so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and do a real quick news recap and then get straight into the interview. News from the Lookout. All right, so news today. I'm going to keep this one real quick. Uh, if you haven't checked out the reveals from Bandai, they've been dropping all of the reveals from the next set to release. Uh, they did Red First, and it's a lot of Broly support. And my favorite, Natade Village Monster. Oh, baby. The Dino Man's back. I'm super excited. I'm really mad, though. They did not make him an uncommon, so I can't get my pre-release stamp. But if you all follow the show for a long time, you may remember that way back I talked about the Dino Man himself being one of my favorite skillless cards, so I was happy. Uh, It could be any support, as terrible as it could be. I will be happy anytime I get more Dino Men. (laughs) 
So uh, that was pretty sweet. And then the Red Broly stuff seems pretty cool too. Um, I question whether it'll be viable since there's a limitation of only Red Broly battle cards. I think that may really hurt it. And also they did release, uh, I saw online that the Emperor's Death Beam won't work in the deck, which that sucks. Um, so yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. We can get more into that later. But essentially, they ruled that there is a difference between cards that are just activate battle or activate battle or main. Um, you know, like sometimes it has either or. I, forget, I think it's just a slash. Um, that, that is a, that is a actual difference. Um, and it cannot in any regard be referred to as the same keyword. So, oh, well. But uh, I don't know. That could be good. I don't have my hopes too high on it. But it seems fun. And I like Broly. I'll probably try it out. Uh, and I also want to see everything in the set. So we'll, we'll see how that one goes. But if you haven't saw the reveals, check them out. The Broly SPR looks really cool. If you saw the Nappa collector selection art, it actually reminds me of that. Uh, they have kind of a lot of that white in there. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this actually looks in person. And it'll give us some good insight into how Nappa will actually look for collector selection volume two. So that's exciting. I'm really excited to see how that looks in person rather than just, just a scan uh, of the card. But other than that, um, Hermit Style news. Hermit Style World Tournament is next weekend. Make sure you sign up. This is it. Like we've been talking about it. Now it's finally coming up. It's coming to fruition. The World Tournament is here. Get in there, get in the Discord, and register. It's only 10 bucks, and you get a full tournament experience. And if you top, if you win, there's all sorts of prizing up to exclusive playmats. We have a guest spot on the show. There's cash prizing, a hermit style leather key tag, just so much stuff. Discord XP. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. If you are not doing anything next weekend, or even if you have plans, put them aside. Get in the world tournament. Sign up. If you need help, just let me know. I'm happy to help you get in there. And it's it's going to be a great time. If for some reason you can't play, the whole thing's going to be streamed. Um, so we'll have all that info in the Discord as well, so that way you won't miss any of the matches. So it's going to be a fun time don't miss it and actually next episode i have an interview i did with ethan from lobat uh to kind of give you some insight in how the stream will go and also just a little bit more into lobat productions so that uh that should be neat i know a lot of people ask me what's lobat because they hear lobat in the intro of our podcast and uh now, now you get to know you get to hear from the man himself and uh hear about what is lobat how me and ethan met and all kinds of things we we had a good chat so that'll be a fun conversation to put on the show next week but I think that's it for World Tournament. Um, that, sh that should be good. So, yeah, just get in there. And then uh, aside from that, they did also... Oh, they announced Nats. So don't miss out on Nats. Um, if you have your invite, I don't know if they've released registration yet. I haven't seen it myself. I've been out all day, so I've had a chance to check. But um, if you're going, get on it now. Like, get your flights, get your hotel or your Airbnb, whatever you're going to do. Like, get it now before pr prices have already been going up. So get on there. We're uh, I'm staying at a hotel like right by the convention. So that should be nice. I don't have to pay for Ubers or anything. So that'll be cool. Uh, and my cousin actually lives out there, my family. So after the tournament, I get to go see the family. So that'll, that'll be a fun time as well. But yeah, if, and if you're going to Nats, let me know. Uh, we can definitely meet up, hang out. Uh, maybe we'll do like a big hermit style picture for anyone that's there from hermit style. That could be cool. So let, let me know if you're going and we can, uh, we can kick it. But anyways, without further ado, guys, I don't want to keep rambling. I want to get right into this interview. Like I said, it is kind of a long one, but the information we go over is just incredible. Um, it was an absolute pleasure with Top Son Goku, and here we go. 
Turtle School Weekly Focus. All right, everybody. So we have, it's the main event. I am so excited to have Top Son Goku, a very special guest on the show. I am a huge fan of his. If you have not already followed him, definitely you need to. Uh, he has actually my personal favorite podcast for the Dragon Ball card game uh, from the collector's point of view. And man, I got to hit a drop for this one. He's a huge collector. The community he built is unreal. Um, I don't know, man. I'm so excited to have you. Tom, welcome to the show. Oh, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> man, it's really humbling. It's the first time I'm a guest on a, on a podcast. No it's way. A okay. Oh, pretty nice, special experience. Nice. We got the yeah, first yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. First time I'm a guest. Uh, pretty, pretty cool, man. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the, the tables have turned now, huh? Now you're the one that gets to uh, sit right. and relax, and then I'm the one that gets to sweat and see if my questions are entertaining enough. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All good, man. I think podcasts are just, you know, conversations between, between two passionate people, and I think, you know, there's nothing that can go wrong with, their, with that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's, and that's funny you say that because that's what I've always set out when, when Mike was the host with me, what we always set out to do. It's like, we don't want to sit here and have like playing 20 questions, like a Q&A match. Like we just, we want to sit and have a real conversation. And when I heard your podcast and saw that's what you do, I was like, oh, I need them. I, I got to get them on Hermit style. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you sent me the, the, the questions that you want to ask me and I'm like, man, he prepares so much, man. It's insane. <laughs> when, I pre- when I prepare my podcast, I've literally like, four questions on my sheet of paper and i'm like okay let's do this <laughs> let's roll <laughs> yeah let's roll but uh man i'm uh yeah i'm excited for this man awesome thank you for having me yeah absolutely absolutely but um your show is the i know you you're you go by top sun goku that's you that's your instagram tag but your show is passion over profits podcast um yeah and yeah man it's available wh- on yeah it's available on Spotify and uh, and Apple Podcasts now as well because I struggled so much to, to put it on Apple Podcasts for some reason because I'm a total noob. I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> and apparently I just had to copy the RSS feed and that's it. And it was done. I'm like, what the hell? Okay. <laughs> hey, you, you've done more work than me. I just, I literally signed up for a distribution service. So I'm, I'm pay to win. You know, <laughs> I click the button and they, they do all the work for me. <laughs> oh man so props to you for doing it you're smart you're smart i don't know i don't know if smart's the word but sure i'll I'll take the compliment (laughs) oh man but make sure if y'all haven't checked out his podcast again please go listen to it it's great i'm sure after this episode there's no way you won't want to um but so man like just just go in and tell us about yourself because my community is mainly players right like the the community we have here it's mainly players and one thing i really wanted to do was start trying to bridge the gap between players and collectors because i've always been both i've always been more into playing but i've always loved collecting the game too and there always seems to be this kind of gap and that's that's really the the, one of the biggest reasons i wanted you on too is to kind of introduce some of us to this whole other world that i think a lot of our community from the player side i don't even think they know about um so can you just like tell us about yourself and, and how you got into collecting? Sure, man. So uh, uh, I'm Tom. I'm uh, 28 years old. And I think that it's true for most collectors that at some point in our life, I think in our childhoods, like we got uh, you know, exposed to 
the collecting world. For me personally, I collected a little bit of Pokemon cards when I was a kid, and I was always drawn to artworks. I've always been very artwork driven. Like I, I, I like appreciating art in general. And so as a kid, I used to, you know, draw the Pokemon cards on, on a sheet of paper, and I used to, you know, spend hours upon hours to to draw. Uh, now it's I'm not that talented, so I just had fun and I appreciated the art, but it <laughs> never it never went further than that, right? But uh, but um, a little bit later in my in my life, because yeah, I mean, like like everyone, I kind of stopped doing that uh, in secondary school, and uh, and and I knew I move I moved on, right? But uh, in in um, in university, I uh, suddenly had a lot of time on my hands because uh, I wasn't really the the type of person that attended classes. I didn't see the uh, the benefit, right? I'm more more like a person like I open my books on my own and I, I and I read and that's it. So um, I, I I did medical school. So in my bachelor's degree, oh wow, man, I had so much time on my hand. And uh, I actually like I mean I went to the gym, I socialized, but even that, man, I had so much time on my hand. So I started um, actually uh, watching anime for the first time in my life. I started watching anime. Or, I, I mean, I did watch a little bit of anime in my childhood, but I didn't know it was anime. I just, uh, you know, watch like the, cartoons. Yeah, then it was and just cartoons, I just, right? <laughs> right. I watched cartoons, and once once in, once in like, uh, a month or something, there was, a, like, an episode of Dragon Ball Z, and I was like, whoa, this this looks so cool. But uh, <laughs> So it's only, it's only like, I'm in my university years that I really got to re-watch all of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. And, man, I w- it was so hyped, man. I was, I, I really got drawn into this this world right it's so cool and uh, ar- around the same time in 2016 pokemon go uh was released so the 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 iphone game for uh, pokemon uh, yeah, the, the craze right? that took over the world man yeah man and uh, yeah exactly and it's man it took me over too right so uh, in <laughs> hey, same here same here no shame <laughs> man, <laughs> in, two, in 2016 there I was, you know, walking down the streets with my brother trying to catch Pokemon. And it triggered something in me, like the nostalgia, man. It triggered something in me. I started, you know, watching Pokemon YouTube videos and uh, and watching, like, man, there are still people collecting Pokemon cards. That, like, blew me away. And uh, I just got sucked into this world. And, and starting from, when I say, like, 2000, it still took a year or two of exposure before I took my first step to buy to buy my first Pokemon card, but starting from 2018, I was like, man, I really want to buy the, those old school cards that I grew up with. And uh, I did that. I mean, I got, I was instantly hooked, man. I was instantly hooked. <laughs> Just getting to hold back the, these old school cards because s- somehow along the way, I think my parents sold out my, my, my childhood collection or something. I, I really searched in my in the in my parents' house, but I could not find these Pokemon cards. So, um, so I, I yeah, I was hooked, and I started buying more Pokemon cards, really appreciating the art, really enjoying it. And um, starting from 2019, I um, yeah, I, I got more picky, I guess, with what I got, and uh, I was like, man, it's 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 such a shame because I buy this card of eBay, it's like 80 bucks, and I expect such a condition right like, like i want a, a good looking card and there there it comes in into the mail and it has like a ton of scratches and uh, stuff and <laughs> and i yep. could as well as have paid ten dollars right to have the same quality and so starting from 2019 i, I looked up um grading cards because 
back in 2019, man, the market was down, collecting wasn't too cool, uh, and and you could you could buy graded cards for maybe like 10 or 20 bucks more than the raw cost. Wow. Right. And I was like, man, I'm just gonna buy a PSA nine. It's mint, it's like back fresh, and uh and, and I'm just gonna build this PSA nine collection. And man, it drew me in. Man, I say this to everyone. If you start grading cards, welcome to the dark side, man. Because there's no <laughs> no no coming back. There's no coming back. Like grading cards, it just adds another dimension to, to the game. And man, anyway, it hooked me. But lo and behold, in 2020, <laughs> COVID hit, a Pokemon Pokemon craze happened like crazy. Logan Paul hype, the prices go up insanely high like in 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 a matter of of weeks and uh, i got really really frustrated with that because i was building uh, building sets and i was unable to complete those sets due to the price increase so uh i sold all my pokemon car pokemon cars and i used that money to wow. buy dragon ball dragon ball super cars wow. because hit the right rage quit right time. into dbs <laughs> yeah man right yeah man and actually the story behind that is in March 2020, I was working in a in a hospital as a doctor, but uh, I was doing consultations and in in, in uh, cardiology uh, consultations. But all consultations got canceled for for a total of ten days, I think. Like only the emergencies were seen by you know the professors and stuff, but all the other consultations were canceled because they had to make room for emergency COVID uh, situations, whatever. Um, and so for 10 days, I was just at home doing nothing, believe it or not. During, like in the first weeks of COVID, I was doing nothing at home. And I was at so much time, I was just, you know, chilling on YouTube. And uh, at some point, I, I just clicked next. And I saw my first Dragon Ball Super cards on Ryan Style's page. He opened a Tournament of Power booster box. Pulled the awakened power victory strike. Oh man. And I was like, what the hell is this, man? Oh, I had man. been watching, I had been watching, you know, Dragon Ball Super in 2018. And man, I, that show is so cool. And I just ended um, I just re-watched uh, Tournament of Power back then. And I think maybe nice. that's how YouTube recommended me DBS. I'm not too sure. And uh, and poof, and I see that that video, and man, I was instantly hooked. Like within Within a matter of a month or something, I sold my Pokemon collection and I started buying <laughs> Dragon Ball Super cards. Like, no, man, I, I swear. I started, I sold everything I got and I bought Dragon Ball Super. Because, man, Dragon Ball Super, first of all, it's it's nostalgic, right? It's as nostalgic as Pokemon. Come on. If, if you know Pokemon, you know Dragon Ball Z. But uh, to me personally, Pokemon um, kind of, like it's nostalgic from because you experienced this as a kid, but that's basically it, right? I, I experienced this as a kid and I and I played the games, but I, I can't really relate to the to the newer sets. I can't really relate to the to the to the newer anime and stuff. And uh, and I haven't really been playing the new games. But for Dragon Ball, this is very very um, up to date, right? I'm still following the content. I'm still, uh, you know, watching the anime and, and yeah, so it was so, it, it just made sense for me personally to start collecting Dragon Ball, to put my energy into Dragon Ball rather than Pokemon that I was kind of losing interest in anyway due to all the price increases. 
And uh, in March 2020, man, the prices of, of Dragon Ball were so low. It was so easy to, to get into it. I, uh, I scrolled the dbscardgame.com website. I scrolled the entire card list like in one day. I kid you not. I scrolled the entire card list in one day. <laughs> uh, I think we were up to uh, Universal Onslaught, right? So BT129, I scrolled every single set and I made a list of the of, of the cards that I, I, I loved the most. And of course, they were all like SPRs and SCRs. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, of course, sense. of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then I uh, I think the same day, I made my goals list and I prioritized, okay, if I'm going to do this, I might as well do it hardcore. And I, <laughs> and, uh, and I think my first ever DBS purchase was uh, like, I don't know, like March 22nd or something. And I purchased two Awakened Powers PSA 10 from, uh, from now a friend in the community, Jurassic Trade on Instagram. And uh, I think I paid... Uh, 1100 bucks for those two PSA 10s and man again like I saw these cards in person and I was what what it's it's even better than I anticipated and man I was hooked and uh yeah man the rest is history I just kept on on grinding so it's been about you know 18 months and I've uh, I can't stop uh collecting these cards man <laughs> you got the bug man you got the bug <laughs> it just exactly <laughs> exactly man exactly yeah, uh, and I mean, fast forward 18 months, uh, I've basically completed, I want to say, eight, 90 plus percent of uh, all the goals that I set for myself. Wow. What, what, what so, were some uh, of those yeah, goals, if I'm, you don't mind me asking? Yeah, so uh, I mean, back in March 2020, DBS was, was very, very affordable compared to, you know, Pokemon that I experienced. So um, my goals were to, Collect the turns of power, signatures, and secret rare in PSA 10, but also in BGS 9.5. Um, BGS is is a different grading company, and and you know nine point nobody likes 9.5s, but 9.5s are still gem in cards like back fresh, and so people used to give give away these 9.5s literally. Like so, when you talk about <laughs> um, like the grades, like what. I don't know if all of my community even knows what like the numbers mean. So like, what do you say? Oh, right. What do you say? Like a 9.5 BGS or like a 10 P mm-hmm. PSA? Like, can mm-hmm. you just explain for, for the listeners, like what exactly that means and why you would want one over the other and like what the scale is? Uh, sure. So for P so there are two main grading companies and these grading companies are basically you know, third-party companies that take in your cards and look at them under a microscope and will tell you what the condition is. And that's, that's, uh, that's very valuable because the, the, the price or the value of a certain card is determined by the condition. Of course, it's determined by rarity, how hard a card is to pull and stuff like that. But other than that, or other than that is the condition that determines the value. And so these third-party companies will determine what uh, condition it is and PSA has a as a grading scale from one to ten uh, they don't have so they have PSA nine and PSA ten are the highest grades right and there is a second grading company um, it's it's a little bit less popular for TCGs 
uh, but it's still, you know, it's the top two uh, uh, grading company. It's called BGS, Beckett Grading Service. And they have half grades and they even have subgrades. So BGS will, you know, um, determine the condition of the corners, of the edges of the cards, of the surface, but also the centering of the card. And so they add up all these subgrades and then they, you know, give you a number. And for BGS, they have, you know, 8.5, 9, 9.5, and 10. And also the black label. I don't know if, you, if you've seen this before. Yeah. Oh, the man. Black, yeah, the black label. It's so <laughs> The black nice. label is basically a perfect card with all subgrades in 10. Yeah. And so the highest uh value card ever is always the black label but it's just so so hard to pull off right so if we look at the awakened power son goku it's super i mean super popular there's only two of them in the world as black labels really and wow i didn't know that there's only two of them in the world and one sold in april uh 2021 sold for ninety thousand dollars holy <laughs> shit i mean oh and that my is not god that's that's just not comparable with PSA tens because PSA tens are way crazy. way easier to get. Yeah, man, I know. <laughs> ninety I grand. Know, oh my god. Ninety grand. Ninety grand. That could right? buy both grand. mine and my fiance's vehicles. <laughs> oh yeah, man, easily. I easy. Mean, <laughs> it's easy. And ninety grand. I mean, it's it's insane. Like, um, so, and like I said, I, I'm the doctor, right? And I, I uh, I'm. Uh, I, I finished my specialization now, but for the last three years, oh, nice. I was, uh, I was spe- specializing and uh, you're basically treated as, as a slave of society. Oh, and uh, 90, 90 grand is basically what I earned in three years, right? As a doctor. <laughs> That's insane. So that, wow. that person, you know, grades a card, it gets a black label, it sells it and it's 90 grand. Insane. Um, but you know, like I said, there's only two in the world. So it's not like it's rep- replicable or something like it's, it's very hard to pull off. Um, so yeah, there's PSA with the highest grade being a PSA 10 and there's lots of PSA 10s out there because it's not that hard to get. And then there's BGS with BGS 10s, but also black labels with all subgrades in 10. Black labels are extremely rare. And I mean, I, I don't collect black labels because it's just, it just nuts. Uh, <laughs> it's not realistic for me to collect black labels, but it's very realistic for someone to collect PSA 10s. And it's also very realistic to collect you know, BGS 9.5 or BGS 10s. And the, and so, um, the, the black label literally has yeah. a black label when it is a perfect 10. If it isn't a, yes. a perfect 10 or 9 or 8 or whatever, as it goes down, there, there's different colors. Am I correct? Yes. So uh, PSA will just have, you know, the, the, the white sheet of paper with the red border and a number on it. But uh, BGS has... Um, for their lower grades, it's also just a, a you know white sheet of paper. But starting from eight point five, from eight point five and nine, it's a silver label. Uh, from nine point five to ten, it's a gold label, and then you have the black label when when it's you know all subgrades are ten. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Man, that like <laughs> it's funny. That's like what pulls me in the most to want to just grade all my cards through Beckett, and also it makes me never want to do it because I'm like, I know I'm gonna get a ten, and it's gonna be gold, and I'm like, that's it. They all gotta be gold. I can't settle for silver. <laughs> oh, man. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And so, and also, this is also 
partly uh, the reason why I said like I'm never gonna collect black labels because I know that if I have a black label, I will want my entire want collection to be yeah. I will want my collection to be homogenous, right? And to have like all black labels, but that's just so not realistic. <laughs> no. So I graded my first black label this year and I actually sold it, right? I sold it to a friend who does collect black labels and for him it is realistic. But nice, not nice. <laughs> not for me, man. Oh yeah. man, that's crazy. Anyway, so I didn't mean to derail you. I just want to take a second to talk about that because that probably helps the listeners no. to understand a little more. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I start... Yeah, of course. Yeah, I totally understand. Because uh, a lot of the so, things that like you talk about, like, mm-hmm. are just so common practice. So you're like, yeah, like I grade them at, at PSA, and like to a player, they're like, a P a what? <laughs> yeah, what, what's PSA? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then for us as players, I'm just, there's things that we talk about, and you're just like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right. Yeah, and I mean, so. Obviously, not all collectors grade cards. Like, by I mean, it's 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 become widely spread to to collect to grade cards, but that's a new thing. Like, I want to say it's only been popular for the last two years or so. If you look at um, so in P- PSA, will always give you a cert number, and uh, with that cert number, it's it's basically certifies that it's your card, right? It's only there's only that card that has exactly that number, and if if we look now, we are at the six million uh, cert numbers. Ooh. But just two years ago, two years ago, we were at four million. Wow! Right? So in so two, years, in two wow. years, in two years, there's like more than two million that have been graded. But PSA has been around for twenty years. Yeah. Right. Wow. So Wild. so there's there's like as many cards graded in like the last two years compared to maybe last 10 or 15 years. Wow. That's that's insane. So, so grading was definitely not really a thing. It wasn't really a thing, only like for, you know, high-end sports card collectors, but now it's also popular for also for for TCG cards. Right, right. Man, that's that's yeah. crazy. That's like 33% <laughs> like increase in 2 years. Oh yeah, man. It's insane. Wow. It's insane. And and actually PSA is closed. PSA is closed for most submissions. Like they only allow the highest tiers submissions. So you have to pay like $300 per card that, to, to grade because they are just slammed, man. PSA used to be $10 a card. But at $10 a card, the entire world is just sending them their entire yeah. collection. Because, yeah. because you have you have this, you know, you have this secret rare. It costs maybe 80, 80 bucks raw. But once it's a PSA 10, it's instantly 250. Instantly, 250, yeah. 300 bucks. And that's just because, you know, because you have PSA that certifies that it's a, it's a PSA 10, right? It's, it's a gem bin card. And so at a lower tier, the entire world is just sending them their, their cards. And that's what happened last year. Um, they just got slammed with so many cards that they couldn't handle it anymore. And so they, they've been closing their submissions ever since. And now, now they only allow like the very high end cards. Uh, and so I am now really literally stacking my cars, waiting for them to reopen <laughs> those lower tier submissions because I, man, I refuse to pay $300 a card. Unless, unless it's like an apex of power or something, I'm not sending in my card for 300 bucks. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely if, if you have like more 
because I, I feel like I'm going too deep into the, the collector's rabbit hole, like, I think. No, no, this is uh, great maybe, information. Maybe. Yeah, okay. Okay. Definitely feel free to slow me down if I go too <laughs> too, too deeply, right? <laughs> oh man, that's also yeah, I mean if if you guys are interested in like like diving deep into the collector's world, that's what my podcast is all about, right? <laughs> yep. yep. This this will be kind of like the teaser, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man, because well it's funny because I always I'm a, I've always been a binder collector. Um, mm-hmm. I've always been a binder collector. And then a friend of mine started grading cards and I was like, oh, it's kind of cool, I guess. So I was like, eh, I don't need someone to tell me what grade it is. Like, I'm fine with them in the binder. It doesn't matter. And then, uh, and then I got like a little thing to hang on my wall and like put my cards in. And I was like, okay, this is yeah. pretty cool. This is pretty cool. And then, uh, and then when the surge happened and I had my set of signatures and I had my mm-hmm. awakened power and then I, as I saw prices just skyrocket, I was like, I don't want to sell them. I just want to know now what, like, it just intrigued me. I was like, I just need to know, like, are any of them a 10? Like I had to know. <laughs> so I was like, my friend, he sends an order in like once every other week. Like, he's, he's crazy. So I was like, Hey, next order. Can I send in some cards with you? He's like, yeah. So he came over, helped me package them. We send them in and bro, I, the bug bit me, man. I like, I started checking every day. I was like, I wonder what grade it is. wonder what grade it is. And then it just takes so long. Then you see it move. Like there's like all the steps, you know what I'm talking about? Right. right, 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 I'm, right. Like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, Oh, we moved to step two. We moved to step two. I was like, do we get to know the grade yet? He's like, no, we don't get to know the grade yet. And then I see him in step three. I'm like, Oh, do we know now? And he's like, no, no, we don't know now. I was like, when do we get to know? And like, I'm freaking out. And then I start checking multiple times a day. And then it finally happens. And like all of my assault of the Saiyans were tense. And I like lost my mind. Like that what? whole that whole set that I had were all tens. And then the Goku from TOP was a 10. And the other TOPs were nines. And my awakened power was a 10. And I just, I, I lost it, bro. I was going crazy. I was running Hell through the yeah, house. Man. My fiance was mad at me. I ran, I said, babe, I know you're mad at me. Doesn't matter. We got 10. <laughs> oh man that's amazing and then i was like congratulations man thanks bro and i was just like then it bit me now so now i'm on my third order that i've sent in to grading companies <laughs> and now i'm like i'm an idiot i'm like i have to grade them all like all my all my like nice cards i need them i need to know i need them graded and see yeah that's exactly what i told you man like once you like once you start grading you came into the dark side, man. There's no coming back. I did. I did. I know when he said that, I related that so hard. I was like, man, he's right. I was like, all I want to do now is just have these graded cards. So yeah, I've gone down right. a slippery slope. <laughs> oh, oh man. I'm, man, I didn't know that. Or I, I kind of forgot, I guess, because, uh, now I was like, I was prepping like, man, I'm going on to, on this players podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, of course, on your on, on your Instagram page, of course, you have uh, you have your signature and stuff. But man, your your signature Goku also got a ten. Yep, yep. And it was the man, only one Goku. from TOP. I was like, oh, thank God, <laughs> that was the one. Yeah, yeah. You have your awakened power and your signature Goku, man. The two most valuable cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was sad though. I ended up having to. I did have to sell them for money. Um, so now I'm in the process. I mean, it's just a terrible cycle, man. Now I'm in the process of rebuying all the SIGs again, now that I'm financially okay again. Now I'm in the process mm-hmm. of slowly building back the collection to where it was. 
Right. I'm like, right. Oh. You told me, you told me. Yeah. But see, that's man. That's, that's, that's a great dimension that, that's, that just exists within the collectible world is if you are ever, ever in need of money, the only, only thing you got to do, man, is sell off some slabs. Yeah. You just got to sell off some cars, man. And you're set. I, I, I was in the exact same position in February where I was like, man, I'm just draining my saving as, savings at this point. Uh, what am I doing? It's just ridiculous. And, uh, and, and my bank account came dangerously low. I was like, man, if something happens, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to get in trouble. So I'm going to sell a card. And I sold my first ever Dragon Ball Super card because it, it had been a year, almost a year that I was collecting Dragon Ball Super, and I didn't sell a single card ever, ever since wow. starting DBS. Wow. And I sold, right, and in February, like end of February, I sold my Awakened Power Son Goku PSA 10 because I, I did have three of them in PSA 10. And so I sold one of these, and man, it just felt so liberating because, man, yeah. I mean, at some point, man, priorities, right? Priorities. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Sometimes it's just, it's just what it is. It took a little bit of my soul when I did it. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, but it you know oh, yeah that's so relatable yeah so relatable yeah I because yeah I, I'm the same way like I I've always sold cards but it's different for us as players like it's so different because we buy all these cards and win all these cards and we're like okay I need mm-hmm. my play sets and then the rest are gone and they they fund the next purchases. But then for me, I always had like my sets. So I always had a play Mm -hmm. set of every card ever made from each normal set. Um, And then I would have my foils and I just wouldn't sell them unless I had more than four. And then I would have one of every SBR, one of the SIGs and everything. And I just always kept them. And man, selling them, I was like, oh, this hurts selling my personals. (laughs) Like These aren't my extras anymore. So, oh man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're a player, but you're you're just also a collector. That's just what it is. Yeah, and I think it hurts my I think wallet. for players, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I, yeah, of course, I can't imagine. <laughs> but uh, that I think I think it's it's very interesting because for players, it's very easy to get into collecting because you're already exposed with all these cards. You're already yeah. building a connection with these cards, and it's just very easy to like. You know what? I know this is not meta anymore, but I'm just gonna keep it in my binder, right? And that's basically collecting, right? You're just uh, building uh, a collection of cards that you love, and that's basically it. And uh, and if you get tired of, of those cards, sure, you can sell, but uh, you don't have to. Yeah, I love that you said that. It's like I think a lot of people have this uh, perception that to be a collector, you have to be like grading cards. Uh, like chasing the tens and have this like massive collection of all the chase cards. Uh, Like, you know, like I think there's this perception that like you're not a collector if you don't have a PSA 10 awakened power or you don't have a full set of six. Oh man, that that hurts my soul. Cause honestly, man, that's high. Yeah. See, that's, that's social media for you. Right. So I think 90% of collectors will just have binder cards, man. They will just build binders. I have binder. I love my binder, right? Uh, but I guess at some point when you when you're see, I mean, it's a hobby, right? And it's it's your choice to to um, dive in the hobby at, at at a different level, right? If you if you want to go the next level in in your hobby, if if you want to you know commit even more and 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 see what what the hobby has to offer, then yeah, at some point you're you're gonna you know, be, be in contact with grading and you're like going to yep. experience this and you're going to be 
right like i like collect uh, i like collecting graded cards or i don't uh and and yeah yeah and then the people that get the most attention on instagram are the people that grade uh, that that grade cards so I, I i understand where this comes from but it's not like to collect you need to to grade cards that's ridiculous yeah it makes sense it makes sense and that's a that's that's a, a little bit of the uh yeah that's the side effect of today's market is that it just makes makes sense financially to to grade your cards because if you're in need of money you could you can sell you know your signature cards for like 150 a pop or for a thousand dollars a pop and that's just yeah. purely based on what grade it has right so I guess fi- financially it makes sense to grade but it's not like to enjoy your the hobby you need to grade that's ridiculous yeah no I'm so glad you in said the end, that in the end we're yeah I mean in the end we're just uh, enjoying the artwork man yep. And th- this game is just phenomenal. <laughs> so it's oh, so amazing. Yeah, it's so oh. amazing. I've never seen anything like Fuck. this game. <laughs> man, Dragon Ball Superman. It's insane, man. I, like I said, man, I, I saw my first Dragon Ball Super card in March 2020, and I was like, <laughs> like how, how? Like, my, my the jaw sad dropped, violin. Right? Like... <laughs> my, my jaw dropped, and I was like, man, how, how have I never seen this before? Like this is next level. <laughs> oh man, so uh, good. Yeah, for sure. But well, I'm really glad you said that. Like I said, because I think that is this unrealistic barrier that people have, especially as players, where they're like, eh, "I don't want to get into collecting because it's too much." But like you said, it's it's just about collecting what you love. And and when I listen to your podcast, I've heard you make similar points before, and that's just so great to hear because I think that really opens mm-hmm. the doors up. For more people to say like, okay, like this is another way to enhance my experience. Like I know I play, but this is another way to like add in a whole other dimension to my hobby. And even a good analogy is like, if you're, if like, if you're a player, I have a lot of people that find out about our community and our discord, they'll jump in and you know, they just usually, they, they play for fun. Like they play at locals. Well, then they start getting the discord and they start playing these people. Like in our discord, we have some of the best players in the world just playing regularly like you can literally just hit them up and like yesterday i saw uh armando playing a game armando's topped like every single regional the past year he's played in like he he's a phenomenal player and you can join the discord having only ever played at your locals and play with some of the top players in the country just immediately and you start playing with them and that makes you want to be more competitive then all of a sudden you're like maybe I'll try my shot at a regional tournament, you know, maybe I'll try my, right. or, or maybe just start with a shop championship and you're like, okay, I'll compete in that. And then maybe you do well and you're like, all right, well maybe I'll step it up. Maybe I'll go into like a webcam regional and then you do well on that. And then all of a sudden now you're traveling. Now you're like, okay, where are the in real life events at? <laughs> now I need to get to this regional. So now you're like paying for hotels. Like you're taking these trips and I kind of feel like that's almost the same as collecting it's like okay you start like you're just collecting some cards and it's like oh well maybe i'll get Absolutely. a binder now i film it and then you're like mm, I want, you know maybe these maybe maybe there's something to this grading then you send them in to get them graded and that's almost i you can correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like once you cross that threshold from like a small collection to the binder to the grading that's like going as a player from locals to regionals Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Just uh, uh, it it just adds to the level of commitment that you're in. Yep. And uh, I, I think yeah, if you if you start grading your cards, uh, chances are you're pretty committed to the game, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, if if you've been into DBS for let's say six months and and you're still enjoying it and you're still 
you know, uh, looking at your cards, let's say a couple times a week, man, you're pretty committed to the game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if if uh, if you're if you're like missing something, not missing something, but you're like left wondering, like what else has the, the the hobby has to offer? Then yeah, I mean, grading is 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 just a logical next step. Just like the player that's you know plays with his friends on a table, and then damn, I want to I want to enter a tournament, right? Yep. So it's pretty yep. much the same thing. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And it escalates pretty fast. Uh, honestly, if, if you're passionate about this card game, it's it escalates pretty damn fast. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm like sometimes like you you have to to push on the brake because uh, <laughs> otherwise. Oh, you're, I, I understand yeah. that. I, it's oh, it's yeah. terrible for me. I have a very addictive personality. So like when I hop into something. I'm already, I already know I'm like diving in head first. Like it might be shallow water. I don't know. I'm still diving in anyways. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, um, yeah, man. Re- re- that's relatable, man. I, I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not really, um, I don't really have the addictive personality, but I'm, um, I'm someone that is, um, how should I say it? I'm, I'm more of a perfectionist. Yeah. And um, yeah. if I do something, if I do something, I want to do it right. If I do something, I want to do uh, to give it my best, and <laughs> so that's yeah, that's a bad combination with collecting, man. That's such a bad combination. Oh shit, man. Yeah, those black labels yeah. are calling your name, dog. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, and that's man. That's exactly why I collect PSA tens. Yeah, I'm like, yep. uh, I, I can. I, I'm no. I, I shouldn't. I really shouldn't uh, collect B- BGS black labels. That's. Man, that's just uh, that's just gonna drain my savings instantly. Oh man! Um, so yeah, man. it kind of kind of on a similar topic of where we've been going with this conversation. So I think another barrier to entry is that so we've kind of like I think now we've we've kind of you know barged through that door. We've broke it down. Like you don't have to have this. $30,000 collection to be considered a collector. You have a $10 collection to be considered a collector if it's what you love. Um, but Absolutely. regardless, people, you know, at, like you said, as you want to grow your experience, you start wanting some of the better cards. You want to start finding some of the better cards and with better grades. And, you know, you start really working yourself up, but that that can cost a lot of money. And like you said, you, you held for a year without selling, um, growing this massive collection. Let's say someone is coming into this and they don't really have a collection built yet. Uh, they don't really mm-hmm. have any chase cards. They don't have a previous game they were in to kind of sell to have a nice down payment to, mm-hmm. to, to get into. I feel like it's intimidating. You know, They're like, man, I would love to collect these SCRs and SPR, even some of the SRs maybe or some of the promos. Uh, but they, they kind of feel intimidated by the price point and they feel like, OK, even if I start collecting now, Say maybe I even save up three, four hundred bucks, you know, and I, and I get some nice cards and I send them off to get graded. Then it, it's going to take me so long to save up more money than to get the next one. I think that kind of makes people not want to do it. Do you have any advice for them on how they can reasonably build their collection or ways that you don't necessarily just have to buy every single time and just be completely out of pocket every time? Do you have any like advice for those people to help them? Oh man, I love this question. <laughs> I love this question, man. I'm so, I'm so passionate about this because I think that the fundamentals of of being a collector is just really just accumulating cards that you love, right? And it doesn't matter if it's a five dollar card, a five cents card, or a five hundred dollar card. It just doesn't matter. And so, uh, my first, the first advice I always give to people is, 
stop listening to the hype, right? If you get into DBS, it was easy for me because I entered like 18 months ago when the market was down. It was easy for me, right? Everything was cheap, quote unquote. Uh, but if you if you get into the hobby now and you have the expectation of building this massive collection of awakened powers and and apex of powers and and all types of SCRs and signatures, that's probably not realistic, especially if you're said like you have you have a low budget. What I recommend people is to go on the DBS card game website, click the card list, and literally scroll down, man. Literally scroll down. Look what other cards you, cards you like, other than the secret prayers and the, the signatures. And maybe maybe the, the, the secret card that you like is maybe kind of affordable, right? Maybe. Uh, but, you know, there's a ton of promos that are just so stunning, man. Like you have also like the starter deck leaders, like on the front. Right, the the, yeah. the so beautiful, and I think they're this, so this, slept on. <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. But I mean, yeah, le- yeah, that's maybe a topic for a different yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I think I think that this card card game has just so much to offer. Like the hyped up stuff is just the tip of the iceberg, and that that tip of the iceberg gets all the attention. But in in the in the rest of the card game, man, there's just so much that's it's just so amazing. And so just scroll down the card list and, and, and maybe, maybe you have TCG uh, on a different tab and, and, and see uh, what the price is and just build, build a collection that you love within your budget. And start slow, man. Start slow. There's, there's no rush. You don't have to you know, spend the 300 bucks instantly. You, can, you, you don't have to spend 300 bucks in one single card, right? You can, you can probably buy hundreds of cards with that. And... Um, that's what I did. That's what. That's how I started Pokemon collecting, right? Grading cards is like level two thousand, right? So start with level one. Start with by seeing like what's around, what what's what, what can I collect? And you don't really have to collect only cards, right? You can collect sealed boxes and stuff, but that's maybe again for a later episode. Sure. Um, and so always start with with the card list. See what what's out there stay within your budget and go from there there's there's no rush into grading cards and stuff because grading cards man i mean like that's man that's that's level level 2000 right yeah yeah <laughs> take it easy uh there's 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 nothing um how should i say like what you said like you have to have an awakened power psa 10 in order to be a collector that's bullshit right uh you collect what you love and uh, and start easy, but build build a binder page of your favorite nine cards or something. That's 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 an amazing goal, very achievable. And uh, and and once you get hooked, once you like the the act of buying a card and or opening booster boxes or whatever and collecting these cards, then then you can go next level and see and see what else the hobby has to offer. But start slow, go from there, and uh, and try to enjoy it. Because if if you take this too too seriously, you're just you know creating a second job for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Man, that 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 is great advice, and I think that will definitely help people to. There it is because it can be intimidating. You know, it can it can really be intimidating to say like, oh, I want to collect, and you don't know if other collectors will take you seriously, or you don't know if your collection will be good enough. And I think that that really helps put it in perspective uh for for yeah new collectors and and what what's what's easy with the dbs card game website right is that you can literally type in your favorite character let's say you're like uh you yep. love piccolo yep. right you can just type in piccolo see all the cards that, that have been printed to this date 
and 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 go from there. And let's say you even love you know UI Goku. I'm a massive UI Goku fan. I have binder pages of UI Goku. You have textures, promos, very high quality for like two bucks. Two bucks. Yeah. Like I have a binder page of this uh, Universal Onslaught's tournament pack uh, UI Goku uh, Instinctive repri- Repriser or something. Yep. I paid like one buck a card, man. Oh yeah. Th- this card is insane. This card is super mm-hmm. beautiful. It's like it's not really worth you know paying a grading fee for it, right? It's not really worth the three hundred bucks to send to PSA to get a PSA ten. Uh, but that card, man, it's it's amazing, right? <laughs> it's not because it's one buck that it it, t- it doesn't take away from the artwork. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, man, take it easy. Go from there and collect the artwork, not the price tag. That that is great advice. That is, that is really great advice. Um, and there is actually you you have a whole episode on funding your collection. I was actually just listening the other day with with Pokedet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, man. Like like I said, man, I I I went on to to only buy DBS for. Uh, over six months and not selling a single card, and that's just so not realistic. That's just so not realistic. If you, if you're someone like me, that uh, that you know, you're a very passionate collector, and 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 there's just so many cards, like you're never satisfied. You just want to buy and buy and buy, and and you kind of have to you know pull the brakes at some point. Uh, yeah, at some point you gotta look into how how should I you know fund my collection? Maybe. Maybe you don't need, uh, you know, ten copies of a certain card, or maybe you don't, right? Maybe you don't need to have all these. Um, how do you call it? Uh, uh, man, like if you have four cards of a, or, uh, four copies of a spe- specific card, a playset, right? Yeah, right. You yep, a playset. You, you, yep. you might not need that playset anymore because it's not playable anymore. Just sell off three and keep one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I think, like again, I'm very passionate about this because I definitely hit hit uh, the I hit a wall at some point, man. Like uh, I have all these collecting goals that I want to achieve, but I just I just don't have the funds. And and at some point, you got to be, yeah, you you got to you got to look further, right? You got to be smart about it and 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 um, yeah, manage your finances. It's very very important. But that that's great advice because that's literally what I did with my SPRs. So when I was collecting, being being a collector and player, like, like I said before, it's just a very scary combo because I, I now not only want to collect the SPRs, but I know if the deck comes, I want to play with them. So now I'm like, well, I don't want one. I want four of every single card. You know? That's insane, man. <laughs> and I was, that's insane. I was doing it. Like, you know, I would I would buy so much product, right? So I would buy just tons and tons of product every time a set releases. And then the way I would try and fund it was I would buy enough that I could keep my four plus sell more. And hopefully I wouldn't be so much in the hole as if I just bought them as singles. And exactly. Exactly, man. And then what but when I yeah, when I like you. when I needed money. I said, okay, you know what? Along with doing this, maybe I don't need four of every one. Like if you can, you kind of have to separate the two worlds. Like I was like, I don't need to literally collect what I'm playing. So I was like, I can sell off my extra copies and go down to one copy of cards. I know I'm probably not going to play and just work on like one or two decks at a time. And that was really helpful for me. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a, it's a learning curve, right? It's a learning curve. At first you're like, uh, 
super super passionate and you're like so excited and you you buy left and right but at some point yeah man you hit a wall <laughs> if you're draining you your savings to 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 interact with the hobby i mean there, there's something wrong there's something wrong yep right i mean there, it's one thing it's one thing to buy uh to buy a card with the intent of investing because that's definitely a thing when you're collecting it's definitely a thing like you said like all your signatures are psa 10 and you were able to sell them at a pretty good pretty good price i guess yeah so investing is is it, it goes hand in hand with collecting but so it's one thing to you know take take a little bit of money off your savings to to invest in a card that's totally fine but you you can't do this systematically constantly just to to you know to and interact with the hobby that's uh that's ridiculous yeah yep no, I agree. I agree. Well, Tom, that that is that is really good advice. I think the listeners all will really appreciate that, especially those who want to to get into collecting, which kind of leads me to my next question. You're so passionate about collecting. Like you can listen to your podcast and just like get that energy from your podcast. Like you could tell like you I mean, that's like part of the name of your of your title, right? <laughs> you know, (laughs) passion over profits. Um, so if you had to just pick like one thing, what, what is your favorite part about collecting that like just draws you to it the most? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. You, you sent me the the questions, but I I didn't think about this one. Oh man. That's (laughs) a tough question to be honest. That's a tough question to be honest, because, um, I, I think, I think what I love about collecting is that you can choose how complex you make it, right? You, like, like we discussed before, collecting can be as, as easy as, you know, ordering a few cars of TCG player, putting it in binder, that's it, right? can be as easy as that, or it, you can chase a cer- certain grade, you can build a certain set, and you want all the set in, in like, uniform grades or... Uh, you want to build a binder page with X amount of cards, and 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 it, so you you you're basically free to do whatever you want, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, and I think that the the act of collecting itself is just so rewarding. So um, so how should I say? Uh, grounding, right? Because uh, I went I went through a tough period last year being a doctor during the the pandemic, right? And uh, I, I went I went through a time where I was easily working 70 hours a week for months at a time and and the the few mo- and it was very very tough for me to relax afterwards uh, because you you go home it's like 9 p.m. Uh, and you crash before the TV and you fall asleep and I, I was I, w- I wasn't able to to relax and uh, and one way I found to to really uh, disconnect myself from the world is just you know, taking time to enjoy the cardboard, all right? Like just me and my cards. And the entire process of buying specific cards, uh, selecting the cards to inco- according according with my goals, and you know, cleaning off the cards, protecting the cards, sending them out for, for grading, uh, f- making pictures of my cards, posting them on Instagram, interacting with the community, all this is just very, very rewarding and for me it's therapeutic right it's therapeutic it just you disconnect from all your 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 daily life struggles and um and and you're yeah you're engaging with something that's intrinsically good right uh 
yeah, <laughs> just yeah. you know, I mean, it's Dragon Ball, right? It's a <laughs> <laughs> right, it's, it's a, a fantasy anime. Uh, it's following the story of Goku, and and there you have a beautiful picture of Goku. It's shiny cardboard, right? I mean, we got to call it what it is, right? It's just shiny cardboard. Yeah, but it's just it's just very very therapeutic for me. It it could be any other. You know, it's, some people love reading novels or something, but for me, I just look at the art and I I enjoy it, man. I thoroughly enjoy it. just looking at the art, and uh, yeah, that's. I I hope that answered that question. It's just no, it's a yeah. very it's a it's a very layered answer, I guess, because like I said, like I, I love collecting as a whole, like every single step. Uh, I, I love the struggle of uh, finding a card in a specific condition. <laughs> I love I love it all, man. I love it all. That's so cool. No, man, you did not need to get ready for that question at all. You had it down on lock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, no, that was very, very well said. And um, I think that the two things that really stuck out to me, one being that it's therapeutic is so amazing. We, you know, Mental health is so important and we have to take time to do things we love and do things that we enjoy. So that alone is amazing that that can do that for you. And I'm sure it can do that for many. I know it does it for me too. I, I take a lot of pride in my collection before Dragon Ball. Mm -hmm. I played this game called the spoils. And to this day, I've never sold any of them. Um, mm -hmm. I've literally never sold a spoils cards. I played the game for years. I literally never sold one um, of my own I collection. Literally no idea what you're talking about. Yep. Most people don't, <laughs> but this game I have was no idea what you're talking about. This game was so amazing to me, and like, if you ever right. have a chance, look up the Spoils card game because the art is actually amazing. But I ended up having send a, me a link. I will. I will send me a link after the episode. I will. <laughs> the game's dead now, but anyways, I had a. I had cares, a yeah. <laughs> From every set, I have four of every card. I have one copy of every art of every card ever made down to, I even tracked down a card that only 20 were ever made in the world that were only given to employees. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like my collection Man. for this game is insane. And, uh, it was funny. Cause when I got into dragon ball, I was talking to my friend who was one of the designers for the game for the spoils. And he was like, uh, oh, how do you like dragon ball? I said, Oh, it's good. Um, uh, you know, right now I've got a play set of, of all the normal sets. And he said, Oh, I guess nothing's changed. Huh? <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> Just the uh, same thing I always do. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, no, but your your answer to that question was was phenomenal. And the, the second thing that stood out to me was what you said about the community. And I, I noticed that's a recurring theme in your podcast, mm -hmm. uh, talking mm -hmm. about the, the collector's community and how much that also enhances your experience. Can you can you talk or expand a little bit more on that, uh, how the collector's community is and if people really want to get involved with the community, how they can do so? Oh yeah, man. I, again, like I'm so passionate about this topic because uh, in, back in 2018, when I started collecting Pokemon, for me there was just you know I was just buying cars of eBay and 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 looking at the cars by myself, and that's basically it. Uh, and it's it's only in 2019 where I was like, yeah, I mean, I have my personal Instagram, and sometimes I see Pokemon stuff, and I, I really like that, so maybe I should. Uh, create a, a, a separate a separate account so that I can see more cards on my feed. And very quickly, I, I discovered that there was an entire collector's community, people helping each other out, you know, uh, 
<laughs> to to complete their sets. People, you know, I just very, uh, it just felt like a very uplifting uh, family of 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 like minded individuals doing the exact same thing. And and for for DBS, man, the the community is so tight. The community is so uplifting. It's just so so cool, man. And to this, I mean. Right now, honestly, the community is probably the best thing about the entire game because, like, you come in contact with people that are passionate about the same thing as you are. So, instantly, you're instantly friends, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there definitely has to be something wrong in order for you not to be able to, you know, uh, get along with a person. Like, hell, it's the first time that I talk to you, right? right? It's the right. first time that I talk to you, and here we have a conversation that is going so well. Why? Because we're just so passionate about the same thing. Yep. And so I just I just noticed that I'm, I'm making friends left and right with people. And it's just so cool, man. Just so cool. It adds another dimension to to the entire hobby. Right. Oh, yeah. It's just it's not just just it's not just me in my room looking at cardboard anymore. I'm I'm building a f- friendships with people all around the world who are passionate about the exact same thing because let's let's face it let's face it right i mean i i'm a collector of shiny cardboard pictures of dragon ball there's not that many people around me that 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 can relate to this right <laughs> yep. i'm so i'm so passionate about this but around me like my 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 close environment like there's no one doing the exact same thing as i do but around the world, there are thousands and thousands of people doing the exact same thing as me. And so I am able to, yeah, c- connect with these people very, very easily. And that's just very, very rewarding. I have, I have yeah, I have uh, 10, 15, 20 people that I could literally just call friends. And I've, I've never seen them, right? I've never seen them in person. And... That's that's just so amazing, and actually, I I because uh, I say I've I've never seen them in person. That's that's wrong, with the exception of one person that I actually saw in in person, and I and I still see him to this day because he he lives in the same country as I do. I live in Belgium, Europe, and uh, man, he lives like thirty kilometers away from me, and we we see no each kidding. other like every every month or so. And and he's no shit, a, that's awesome. He, yeah, and he collects. He has this amazing BGS ten collection of all all secret rares and signature cards. And I and we're as passionate about this get card game as as uh, uh, yeah, he's as passionate as me uh, to, with this card game. So it's so so cool. And um, yeah, man. I mean, friendships, right? <laughs> wow. what, what else? What else can I say? It's uh, yeah, it's become a big part of uh, of my collecting experience. That that's incredible. And I think our I know I resonate with that a lot. And I think our listeners can too. Um and man, the player community, y'all need to take notes because <laughs> I don't know if you follow much of the player communities, uh, but a lot of the big ones are kind of toxic, man. They're like it's like not in my opinion, not a fun place to be. And that that was one of oh. my goals and Hermit style was like Man, why is everyone so mad at each other? Like, why are we all like this? I think like it's this? a platform, man. I yeah. think it's a platform. Because the collector's community can be also be very toxic on Facebook. But uh, not on okay. Instagram. Not on, I think so it's a Instagram platform. Instagram is where they need to go to really get involved with the true Absolutely. collectors. Absolutely. Absolutely. In, the Instagram community is so welcoming. Um, you can literally slip into DMs of all big collectors and they will answer 
with the exception of a very few, you know, don't don't sure, take my word sure, for it. Sure, but, uh, sure. but uh I mean you can you can DM me, I will answer you within the day. Uh I'm very I'm glad to answer all the questions you have. And uh and I think that's the same thing for most collectors. And but I, I see that on Facebook, if if let's say you go on the you know DBS collectors Facebook page, I think there's like thirty thousand uh members if you go and, and answer a, uh, if you go and uh, ask a question there man like have the people are going to comment like uh, making fun of you how don't you know this right i mean uh, he's such a newbie or whatever it's but that's not representative of of uh, of the hobby i think that's a yep. platform yeah and i agree and that but that that's a see i've like this this conversation is going so well cuz i feel like you are just smashing down so many barriers for people like I know for players, I hear all the time, they talk about how toxic our community is. And I used to agree. Like I used to agree a hundred percent because I was only in the Facebook groups and I was like, yeah, our community right. is kind of terrible. Like I'm really, I was like, man, I'm just so fortunate that our local community is so cool. And like, I've been able to create friends and hang out with these people because that's, that really is probably the most enriching part of this whole experience for me. Like even, exactly. even Mike, he's, he's one of my best friends. And if it wasn't for Dragon Ball, I would have never met him. Um, right. And it's like that, that is so big. And it got to a point for me where I was like, I don't even want to interact with the community. Like, I just don't care. And then when we started this podcast and we started this discord, it like started attracting all of these like-minded people as us. And it started bringing in all these people who weren't like what you see in those groups. It was so amazing. And I, mm -hmm. I'm a hundred percent sure anyone listening who's been involved with our community. I mean, if you're not definitely jump in, but anyone who's been involved, I mean, we have 700 plus people right now who all think the same way and we're all just trying to help each other and build each other up. And that's what it's all about. So that's really awesome that, I mean, for one, that's a big part of it for you. Cause it's, I can relate. It's a big part of it for me, but also great for those of you who want to collect that's that's like that's it that that's so important and now they know where to go which for the collector space it sounds like like instagram is where it's at and and your your instagram is top sun goku so if you all want a good place to start go follow him and kind of see the people that that you're you're interacting with that's actually how i kind of tried to dive into the community i was like okay where where does where who does tom interact with who does he talk with on here <laughs> i was like let me, i want to <laughs> let me try and get in the same circle you know but and uh, even between <laughs> you and I, I mean, you're you're literally in Belgium. <laughs> like we would never be yeah. talking if it wasn't for this game. Like we, <laughs> it's so cool. That's amazing. Right? That's that's so that's insane to to think about, right? Like on my podcast, like I have people from Australia, from from the U.S. That's so cool, man. So so cool. That this this community, this hobby, is bringing so many people together from all around the world, and and it's. I mean, the, the hobby is just so fun if you let it be fun and you don't, you know, don't, don't get caught up into the, into the drama and stuff. I, I, I always think like, um, cause I mean, you and I work, uh, content creators, right? So as con content creators, I think we have so much power to influence, uh, influence the community as a whole. Like if you, if you try to be a positive force in the community, I think that's going to be contagious. And so I, that's exactly what I try to do on Instagram when there's, like, I mean, if there's stuff that I, that needs to be addressed, I'm going to address it, right? I'm going to address it. Like, if you have people scamming, if you have uh, scammers in the community, man, you, you, you bet your ass I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call them out. But, uh, <laughs> but other, than that, other than that, man, 
yeah, you, you gotta try to to be a positive force in the in the community, and uh, and it's and it's contagious. And you you'll see this on Instagram. Everybody's just so uplifting and uh, being genuine, right? Not not be not being falsely uh, uplifting, but being genuine because, like uh, like we said before, like I mean, we're passionate about the exact same thing. Why why shouldn't we get along, right? Oh, exactly, exactly. Um. Yeah, man. There, there, there's a couple more questions. I know we're going a little long, but this conversation is going so well. I do. I have to ask you these couple questions though. I'm just personally curious. Um, I, I think I may already know, but I, I want to see if I was right. What, if you had to pick one piece of your collection, like your most prized piece, like your grail, what would it be? Um, so <laughs> My all-time favorite card is the signature Goku, right? That's my all-time favorite card. Nice. nice. Uh, I own I own uh, two PSA tens and a BGS nine point five. Wow. I'm very very happy to own them. Wow. Uh, but but as as for um, my my all-time grail because it's very very hard to acquire is the SSB Vegito signature. Uh, sorry. The SSB Vegito Secret Rare from uh, from Union Force, really in, BG, in BGS ten. Wow, in BGS ten. There's only twelve of them in the world. Wow, and I own one of them. Holy I own one of them. I also, crap! I also have a PSA ten, but there are about a hundred PSA tens in the world. So PS, getting PSA tens is way easier to than than to get BGS tens. So the, that BGS 10, man, I'm extremely proud, proud of because I graded it myself. Um, and yeah, like I said, there's only 12 in the world. It's very hard to grade. And it is the best. It is, I mean, it is the first secret rare ever. Yep. And to this day, it's my favorite secret rare of them all. Wow. But my absolute favorite card of the entire game is a signature Goku. What, what makes that Vegito so hard to grade? Um, yeah, so the, the first set the first two three sets were didn't have the same print quality as uh as the newer sets um set number one was the worst <laughs> so you'll see the the sprs from set one from uh, galactic battle yeah they are very hard to grade extremely hard to grade also back then the players didn't know that you know collecting was a, what was a thing right so you just played and you didn't care right uh, right it's a, it's a new game it, it doesn't have value and it's kind of the same with Union Force, uh, but also just the print quality wasn't there. Like they they were straight out of the pack. You have scratches on that gold foil. Like the gold foil of set one to three, man, it's awful. Like it scratches so so easily, and so uh, it's just very very hard to find mint cards of set one to three. Just very hard to find mint cards. But for some reason, like SSB Vegito is harder to to grade than the SS4 Goku from uh, Crossworlds. Like it's it's the exact same card. Huh. I mean, not not the exact same card, but it, it has the exact same gold foil. Okay, it's printed around the same time, but somehow like SSB Vegito is just harder to, harder to grade. Wow, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I, did, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very hard to grade. Like BGS tens, like to give you in, to 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 put it in perspective, right? So the PSA ten SSB Vegito Secret Rare right now is about three hundred three thousand bucks, right? Three thousand bucks. But I know of a private sale for the BGS tens because there's only twelve of them. It's not like you have a, you, you don't really have sales data, right? Right. But I've, I I know of a pri- private sales that go up to twelve k. Wow. 
right? So it's Holy crap. Four, it's about it's about four times more valuable, um, despite the fact that PSA is more popular. Right? Yeah, so, that's so yeah. interesting. That's so interesting. So I didn't. That's, I would have never a, even known that's that. a grail of my collection. That's a grail of my collection. I'm extremely proud to proud to own it. Like I said, it's my favorite secret rare. And it's in a very high grade. And it's, uh, I mean, also like the SB Vegito, there's only two black labels, right? There's only two black labels. There's only only 12 gold label BGS 10s. So this is a very hard card to grade. And I'm very, very proud to own it. That's awesome, bro. That's that, that's so awesome. <laughs> wow. One yeah. of 12. That, that's incredible. Um, yeah. <laughs> are there, is there any card that you're currently like chasing for your collection right now or you're after in a certain grade? Oh, man, um, it's so my 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 biggest um, collecting goal of this year has been to complete my set one to four SPRs in uh, in PSA ten. Wow, and uh, that's a huge and goal. At, right, so the, the the first sixteen SPRs in PSA ten, and I'm at fifteen. I have fifteen out of the sixteen. Wow, I I still miss. The fused Zamasu from uh, Union Force. I already have it in my grading pile, but I'm just waiting for PSA to open up the you know the lower tier submissions because I don't want to pay 300 bucks to, to yeah, get right, PSA 10. Right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I achieved that. I mean, uh, that fused Zamasu aside, I basically achieved that goal. So I'm kind of left out. Like, man, uh, I don't know what else to do now because <laughs> I, I slayed all these goals. I slayed all these goals, and I'm like. Because I have the TOP signatures in SCR in PSA 10 and BGS 9.5. The same with Assault of the Saiyans. I have, you know, my Apex of Power in BGS 10. I have all the cards that I really love. I already have them. And so right now I'm just, you know, going with the flow. And it's a very, very cool. It's it's very awesome to experience this because I've been hunting actively nonstop for 18 months. And finally I'm able to relax and be, be like, man, I love my collection. I'm just you know, enjoying it, right? I'm just in, enjoying it. Um, and Unison Warrior doesn't do it for me. So it's not like I'm really buying lots of new products. I mean, I, I bought the the Frieza and Goku Secret Rare mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. Uh, set 14, but I, just one copy, it's 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 not that crazy in my opinion. So one will do, it will be a PSA 10 and that's it. Uh, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the anniversary box uh, oh, because bro. it hasn't, oh. it hasn't, yeah, it hasn't released so here, yet here in, uh, in Europe. So I'm really excited for that. And uh, and for the Collector Selection Volume 2 of uh, next year, because the Collector Selection Volume 1 was just amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited yeah, for I'm two. very. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> An anniversary box. Listen to the podcast on this, but it's my favorite DBS product. Like, there's oh, yeah, nothing I like I, more oh, than yeah. anniversary box. It's just incredible what they do with those cards. Right. Man, oh. it's so good, so good. Yeah, yeah. it's it's actually it's actually something. When I was, uh, you know, because uh, I I did I, I have my collecting goals, and so the anniversary cards were lower in the priority list because they're just still so underrated, right? Yeah. They're still so cheap. Yeah. And uh, whereas you know the hyped up cards w- went up in value very very fast, so I had to be. To, to be quick in order to add them in the, into the collection. But I, I'm still, ah, okay. uh, to this day, I still have a few anniversary cards from you know 2018 and 19 that I still want to collect. Um, but it's proven 
yeah, kind of difficult to to find them in mint condition, to be honest. Yeah, and I, th- yeah, that was it's, actually it's like difficult. that was like a huge piece of advice you just dropped. I don't even think you realized it. <laughs> um, just just prioritization of goals, like like you just said. Oh, like I love yeah. these anniversary box cards, but. I know that if I don't get these other cards I also want right now, I know they're going to skyrocket way faster because they're already so hyped up. So that you, you just oh, yeah, dropped man. another huge piece of knowledge for the listeners here. Oh man, that goes back to, you know, being able to manage your finances properly because, you know, in order to be able to engage with our hobby, we need to spend money, right? And yeah. with every purchase, you have an opportunity cost. Yeah. Every purchase has an opportunity cost. If you spend 200 bucks on a card, it's 200 bucks that you can't spend on something else. Yep. Right? So yep. you got to be very very mindful at what you what you purchase and the timing of your purchase. Very very important. Oh, absolutely. Like I I personally am trying to find a 10 of the Goku Frieza. So as soon oh, as Oh, no, don't don't buy PSA 10s, man. No, no, no. I'm buying the singles so I can right, hope, right, so right. I can send it in. So I was, I saw the spike up to like $600 and I was like, oh my gosh. And then I saw it drop back down and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a couple. And then hopefully one of these is a 10. And I'm just, I'm also, I'm just waiting. I I sent off two already and I have one more raw one coming in the mail. So I'm, I'm hoping one of the two I sent will get there, but we'll, we'll see. (laughs) You, you sent them to PSA already. Yep. Or no, we sent, Uh, we sent, no, we sent these ones to Beckett. We sent. We oh, sent a packet. Yep, yep, yep. I sent two yeah. free Goku freezes to Beckett. Uh, just just the other right. week. Nice, so. man. Uh, yeah, good luck on the grades, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll <laughs> see how it goes. Yeah, let, let me know how it goes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I will. Um. Oh man, but that that was that was really good advice though. That I was just like, wow. Like, it's funny because I don't. So you said it so casually, and I was like, whoa, hold on. Like that was huge. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's actually a learning curve to this because. Uh, uh, I started collecting when uh, Universal Onslaught came in, right? Uh, Universal Onslaught has ju- just dropped or was about to drop. I don't remember. Uh, and, you know, at release, uh, Apex of Power was pretty hyped, which, I mean, duh. I mean, look sure. at this card. Sure. <laughs> it, it was pretty hyped. So straight out of the bat, it was like 300 bucks or something. And then yep. I realized that if you wait two to three weeks, for the hype to kind of go away, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 prices plummet, right? Uh, like the, the people that really wanted the card already acquired it, and and then you know the hype is kind of gone. Like uh, like you see now, like the Freeze and Goku drops, right? Uh, but I also experienced that if you wait those two, three, four weeks to for for the hype to pass, um, usually it will be so much harder to find a mint card. Somehow, it's so much harder to find a mint card. I, I I saw that if I wait a month or so, cards will usually come in and have scratches and stuff. Whereas if I purchase immediately, I know it's a I know it's a hyped up price. Um, I know it's a hyped up price, but the my, my chances of getting a mint card are just so much higher. So for for the Frieza and Goku card, I purchased it at the day of release. I purchased it on the day of release because I know this is going to be a mint card. And yeah. uh, I could have waited probably, like if you wait like in, in three, four, five weeks, man, that, or especially if you wait until the next set drops, if the next set drops, man, 
all eyes are on this new set and everybody kind of forgets about uh you know Frieza and Goku secret rare that's that card is going to be so much more uh um affordable but at the same time for me as a collector who wants to grade these cards it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense to wait cuz the 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 chase is going to be so much harder i might have to purchase two three four uh copies in order to find that my, that PSA 10 wow that's great advice. So timing, Man, timing of purchase is very, very important. I wish I had this podcast four weeks ago, which we talked. <laughs> I made well, the mistake. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's all about it's also all about the connections that you have within the community, right? If you if you're able to 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 have a great seller who takes care of his cards, then you you can have that ease of mind to to purchase cards from him, right? Even if it's like five or ten percent higher than the market, uh, you, you know, at least it's a mint card. And maybe that person is going to sell it at a lower cost later, later uh, down the road. But I don't really have those connections. Uh, I mean, I do have connections now to to buy my cards at release, <laughs> so that's amazing. That's good. But uh, <laughs> but uh, when I didn't, I, man, if if you don't have those connections, don't wait a month or two, man, because people are just going to sell their scratched cards. And oh man, it's 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 it, it will. You you you'll get so much headaches from this. <laughs> Trust hey, me. Hey man, y'all y'all on the Discord that I bought these Goku freezes from. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, just also kidding. also an advice, and I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot here, but uh, also an advice: don't buy singles from graded card collectors. Re- oh, because they're the ones <laughs> because, that they didn't want to grade. Yeah, I mean if they. I mean, probably, honestly, myself, I wouldn't sell mint cards, right? Because if I, I mean, why wouldn't I grade them myself, right? If I, I'm not going to sell cards that I that I'm gonna that I, that are grade worthy. So if you buy cards from graded card collectors, chances are there's something wrong with the card that will prevent it to get a PSA ten or PGS ten or whatever. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, uh, the, no- yeah. the knowledge you're <laughs> it is what it is, for man. everybody. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So when I, whenever I sell cards on my Instagram, because I, I kind of got the habit now of, of you know once a month or something doing claim sales, uh, I always write, "Look, this is a Nierman card. I'm selling it because I don't want to grade it. I don't want to take. I don't want to take my chances with right. the card. You, right. you can, you know." If you, if you want to send it to PSA and, and, and cross your fingers, good for you, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you buy from me, you know that. And if it's mint, it's actually mint. Like yeah. maybe I can't maybe I can't afford the, the grading uh, the grading fees at the time or something, and I need the money. You know that's fine, and I'm going to ask a premium because it's pre- because it's mint. But mostly, I will always write, say that it's near mint. But so, some some collectors, you know, they 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 are not going to tell you it's near mint unless you ask it. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I got a, uh, I got sixteen boxes of anniversary box coming. So you know, if you need anything, Oof. I got you, bro. Sixteen <laughs> I got you. boxes, man. <laughs> Holy shit! I know. Sixteen boxes. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. See, if I, <laughs> Jimmy, if I, if I may, like one more uh, piece of advice that I think is very valuable. If if you're looking into collecting, it just doesn't make sense financially to open products. Really. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Of course, it doesn't make sense. Like uh, BT14, there was only one card I was interested in. 
Well, I mean, admittedly, a bit more than one card. There's, I mean, the SPRs look amazing, but I mean, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But if you're after that Goku and Frieza secret card, right? It has a pull rate of 18 boxes. One in 18 boxes. Right, right, right. Yep. Right? One copy in 18 boxes. If you buy an entire case, you're not even guaranteed to pull it. Yep. Right? So why would you go out of your way to spend thousands of dollars, potentially, you know, potentially thousands yeah. of dollars of, of sealed product to try and pull it yourself? Just doesn't make sense. Right. You might as well pay the four the four hundred bucks to 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 get the the the, the raw card. Yeah. Because That's I mean perfectly at, fair. At, of course, at eighty dollars a card, right? Statistically speaking, you you'll have to open nine boxes in order to pull it. Right? Just doesn't make sense. Just doesn't doesn't make sense. So just buy buy your cards raw and hopefully you you're able to build connections with people that that are you know trust trustworthy and can sell you mint cards rather than you know having to sell, to buy from TCG player and maybe there are great sellers on TCG player i'm just not going to you know take the risk i've done this <laughs> hey, I've hey done this when before. you see hermit style oh, on TCG player they're good i promise <laughs> right well see then at least you you can put a face on on the seller and and you know that the cards are going to be taken care of but for me in Europe, we have we don't have TCG player. We have cardmarket.com. Right, and I right. haven't I have a very few uh sellers that I trust. Uh but other than that, man, I, I, I don't take the risk anymore. It's not oh, like yeah. taking the cheapest, cheapest of TCG player and, and, and you know, fingers crossed that's that usually doesn't work out. Oh no, I agree. There there's also very few sellers I trust on TCG player. Um, especially if you're going for like the quality of the car, even sometimes, Absolutely. It, even, I don't know. There, it's just very few sellers I, I trust on there. Um, if I didn't have the store, <laughs> I definitely would not have gone in as much on anniversary box, but you got to right. have that inventory, right. you know? <laughs> oh man. But, uh, but no, that those, that's all really great advice. Um, and then for my listeners, you know, you have to weigh playing versus collecting. If you do want to jump into the collecting world and, how many cards from this set are you really want to collect and how many do you really need to play with? Like, I think mm -hmm. a great example is this past set as a player or collector. Like you said, I don't think it really made sense to buy a ton of sealed product unless you were getting it at a great price because mm -hmm. collectors really like what, maybe an SPR and a Goku Frieza, like you said, and for players, maybe a couple SRs, but that was it. Like the, the set was awful uh, overall, in my opinion. But if you go back to like, oh really, yeah. For for players, it didn't make sense either. To no, buy a, no. For right. for oh, players, right. the set oh. sucked. Uh, I oh. mean, there's like some decks that popped up, and maybe if you wanted to play them, sure. But mm -hmm. overall, not not a good set for for players either. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So it really didn't make sense to buy unless you know. I, I pretty much always buy product because one, I love opening packs. Two, I just love building the collection. <laughs> and then three, I do have the, the store. So I, it helps me keep inventory rolling through. But Jimmy, I'm, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Uh -oh. I'm going to be brutally honest oh, no. with you. Um, like I've, I've only ever opened one box. Really? Right? And it was a French tournament of power box. And I just opened it because I was so bummed that it was French. And I was like, all right, all right, I might as well <laughs> open it. Uh, Wow, but but the reason why I don't do this is because I know that opening boxes is extremely addictive. Uh, it's oh, extremely it is. addictive. It is just purely, mm. you know, it's it's like going to the casino and gambling, 
right? Because <laughs> as a as a collector, at least as a player, maybe it makes sense because you need those SRs or, or whatever to build your decks. But if you if you're chasing a card and opening boxes to chase a card, that's just pure gambling. Yeah. That is, that is true. That's just pure gambling. But, mm. So, Jimmy, man, I'm a gambler, though. Bro. I'm, I'm a got, gambler, got though, bro. Bro. Like, I'm happy there's no <laughs> casinos around me. I'd be in trouble. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I mean, to, to be honest, I've heard of, uh, like, if you go on YouTube, there are some, man, like, I, I don't know how it's called anymore, this video, but that, 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 uh, that video really shook me to my core. Like, you have, uh, sports card collectors like sports cards it's it's like man it's it's a different different universe right so the, those sports cards you have like you know you have cards that are that have like only 20 copies ever produced and they are like one in 50 cases or something right so that it's like ridiculous so you have extremely rare cards and you have people going broke literally ending in uh, ending on the streets trying to pull this card right because they know if i pull this card it's a twenty or thirty thousand dollar card, and you know, I'll have tons of money. But uh, in order to pull that card, you need to be extremely lucky. So it's pure. It's it's first of all, it triggers gambling. But second of all, it just doesn't make sense financially. No, no be very very cautious. Be very very cautious. There are people ending it on the streets, man. Being you know, That's gambling on this, <laughs> gambling on this, right, 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 yeah. Because in order to purchase all, all these cases, man, cases are extremely, ex- extremely expensive, man. So, got to be very cautious, man. Oh yeah, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry, bro. Rea- reality check. <laughs> uh, man, I'm telling you, I promise, I won't change. <laughs> <laughs> the, bro, the 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 crack in the packs. Oh my god, bro! I love cracking the pack. Oh Feels yeah, so but good. I I totally understand. I totally understand. I totally understand. But no, I will say if I like I said if I didn't have a store where I needed inventory in, I wouldn't buy nearly as much mm-hmm. as I do. And right, the great thing right, right. for me is when I buy a lot of product, I always sell cheaper than anyone else, and mm-hmm. I usually mm-hmm. sell. I always sell first to my Discord community. So with me buying product. Typically, what will happen is I can always at least break even and I can get the right. cards that my community needs to them faster than anyone else. Right, so right, that, right. No, sorry, sorry. I, I, I must have misunderstood what you said, <laughs> but you had the TCG player account. Yeah. Okay. No, I totally understand now. Now, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. for you, it makes sense. For you, it makes sense. Yeah. So I'm always, I don't, I, you know, I, I buy a lot of product, but then I also rotate it through and make sure that our, our, you know, I try to supply the community as much as I can and crack open right, the packs, right. say like, Hey, I got this for sale and, and give everybody a good price. And that way you don't get ripped off on TCG player. You know what the quality is and you get it. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully you get it as early as, as I can get it to you. So that's the big thing. Amazing, but man. On the other side, I, I'm also a gambler and I love to crack a pack. So <laughs> No, man, man, I totally misunderstood you. For you, it makes sense because you do it at quantities that, that make sense and you're able to sell and, and, and break even. So you're able to crack cases, have, a, have so much fun and be able to you know, break even by selling everything. And maybe you can keep a few cards for your collection yep. or for your, for your deck. So yep. for you, it to- totally makes sense. But for the, <laughs> average, for the average collector or average player, I, player maybe, maybe for the players it does. But for collectors, it doesn't make sense yeah. at all. For collectors, it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. No, no, it's a great point to raise because if you're Mm -hmm. going based off what I said and then all these people are going out buying this product and getting ripped off. So that, no, it's, 
it's a very great point you made. And as players, you have to really pay attention to the set. Like I went in real hard mm -hmm. on set 10, uh, UW, what was that? UW one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. UW one. I went yeah, in hard on that because yeah. I knew that set was going to be impactful to the meta. And mm -hmm. we had all the first counterplays, like God Ceiling Trunks right. and Yamcha. We're seeing the first Unisons. Like that set was crazy. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I need a lot right. of this. I need a lot of it. Um, but then oh. I looked at like the last set. Uh, yeah. I didn't buy much of it at all. I looked at World Martial Arts. World Martial Arts Tournament is my favorite set of Dragon Ball ever. I love World Martial wow. Arts Tournament. And I know almost no one shares that same opinion, and that's fine. But <laughs> I, I personally just love it. I love the art. I love the car. I love everything about it. My favorite decks from that set. But I didn't buy any of it because I knew it was a waste of money. I knew that set mm -hmm. was going to be so cheap. I knew those cards right. weren't really that relevant. And I knew I could just mm -hmm. pick up what I wanted easily off singles. Right. So, so no, your advice makes perfect sense. And I'm glad you brought it up. I think that another gem for the, for those listening that want to get into collecting, I think that's important to know. Right. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, you already answered my last question. I was going to ask for, for any other pieces of advice and we, we went off and you just, just gave everybody a ton. Um, <laughs> Is, is there any other advice that you would give to anyone or, or anything else that you want to add? Oh man, I, 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 um, I had something that else that I wanted to say and I, I, I yeah. totally lost it to be honest. I totally lost it. I think it's pretty important, man. <laughs> I was like thinking for like 20 seconds. I'm like, shit, shit, shit. I can't remember. Anymore. But, uh, man, honestly, I think this is a great podcast. Like, uh, like you said in the beginning, like we're, we, we kind of have to to bridge our two communities and communities because we're so like-minded individuals. We're two groups being passionate about the exact same cards, and uh, and like we said, man, like building those friendships, man, it's so rewarding. It's a, it's a huge part of the of the hobby, and uh, and and I think there's just nothing to lose and there's only to gain to uh, to bridge those two communities. So thank you so much for doing this podcast, man. Oh, a hundred percent, man. Thank you for coming on. It was an absolute honor to have you on, um, again, uh, well, I'll let you say for people that want to listen to your podcast or follow you, what are the best ways for them to interact with you and, and check out your content? So I'm, I'm the most active on Instagram. So I'm at stops on Goku. Um, but I also have a YouTube channel uh, with the same name at tops on Goku. Uh, and that's basically it. So I have uh, Instagram and, uh, and uh, YouTube, um, and and then I also have a podcast, Passion Over Profits podcast, on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcast. And of course, yeah, I'll, I'll always share when I have a new episode coming in uh, on Instagram as well. And I'm trying to upload them on YouTube, but it's just very tedious to me because. Uh, <laughs> oh, tell me about <laughs> it, bro. Tell me uh, about it. My oh, YouTube's man. lacking too because it's such a pain. Oh man, it's like it's it takes three hours to to process and yep. then you have to upload it and 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 then oh man, last oh. time when I tried to because I'm I just finished recording um my episode number thirteen right and I barely published number four on on YouTube so I'm <laughs> man I'm behind nine episodes already hey so. I'm behind yeah. like over twenty so don't don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that makes me feel so good. Dude. Yeah, don't don't feel bad. It's a pain for all of us. People don't understand how much harder it is for podcasters to put their thing on YouTube. Like, 
it takes us so much longer because these 10 minute videos, right. they go up in no time, but you try and drop an hour and a half video on YouTube. First of all, you got to edit oh, it man. then you got to color correct it. Then you got to make sure everything's in sync. Uh, uh, it's because I, I like to do mine with my own video, but that means I also have to sync up. To, mm -hmm. it, it, I'm just like, oh, one day I'll have the time. I'm hoping. <laughs> I keep saying everyone, I feel bad. I keep saying, hey, YouTube videos are coming back. And then I look at the time and I'm like, uh, no, nah, nah. Like, <laughs> not, I mean, not, not when, when, when are you supposed to do this? Right. Like, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, Tom, oh, man, I, I love your work. I, will, I love your work, man. You're such a positive force in the in the community. I, like, man, I'm looking at this Discord and I see it's so it's so uh, active. And I mean, honestly, man, props to you, man. Oh, thank the community you. needs you. The community needs you. <laughs> keep, oh keep, man, you're keep too doing kind. what you're doing. You're too kind. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> well, thank you, man. That that means a lot. That definitely means a lot. And same as you. I, that's really why I wanted to have you on. I feel like we're trying to do the same things in our own spaces of the same game. And I was like, let like let's exactly. get you on, join forces, and just keep it going. So no, I'm same to you, man. And I'm so happy you came on the show. And and hopefully you'll you'll be back on again soon. Oh yeah, man. I can't, man. We also have to fix a date in order for you to 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 go on my podcast. And a uh, quick quick little note here. Actually, when I when I was just barely you know uh, hyping people about me creating a, a podcast, I al already had a few collectors that uh, that sent me to your podcast and say like, no way. Oh man, like yeah, absolutely. Like, hey man, if you're gonna do a podcast, you need to interview him yeah you're no right. kidding Jimmy's, oh man that's so Jimmy, cool <laughs> Jimmy, the amazing thing was his podcast and for the longest time he was the only you know dragon ball super podcast and if you're gonna do it too i'm so hyped to bring it in so <laughs> oh so, that's crazy man, <laughs> we'll have to make time to, to to get you on my show too <laughs> yes yes oh man i would i would love that i would absolutely love that oh it's gonna man. be amazing man absolutely and honestly man thank you so much i had a blast so it was a really cool conversation with you. Definitely, definitely, Tom. And we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. Take care, man. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Results of training. All right. So hopefully you enjoyed that. I know I did. Uh, it was just a blast talking to Tom. Um, I'm excited. Definitely we'll have him on again in the future. And I'm excited to to plan a podcast so I can be a guest on his show. That'll be super fun. But. Without further ado, results of training, of course, brought to you by Pro Mats, which exciting news, all the mats that everyone got from Pro Mats, the Hermit style mats, they are shipping out on Monday. I got all the boxes in, all the mats are in, so they will all be shipped out Monday. I really appreciate everyone's patience if you haven't gotten yours yet. They're all going out um, and they're amazing. Pro Mats, what else can you expect? Make sure you hop on one. I think I only have one or two Hermit style ones left, so if you want one, message me ASAP. Uh, but even if they're sold out or you don't want one, he has awesome designs. The Jiren comic book one I talked about last week's awesome. And now I'm actually hearing from people who have gotten their mats from pro mats and the reviews are amazing. Everyone's just like, Holy crap. The quality is so nice. And I'm like, yeah, it is nice. Like I wasn't lying. <laughs> it really is nicer than your just average play mat. So if you haven't gotten a pro mat, check it out. Promat-customs.com. And, uh, he can definitely help you out. If you have questions, Jeremiah Roche in the discord, you can throw a tag, uh, shoot him a message and, uh, he'll help you out there. But for my results of training, I, I got some really good testing in this week with Gogeta Zeno. I picked that up. You all know, I liked Vigex and, uh, this feels right now, very similar to kind of like old school Vigex, obviously not as powerful as that deck was, but 
it, it's probably the most similar thing we have right now. So the deck has been really fun. I actually really, <laughs> I really enjoy playing the deck. Uh, it's crazy. It can push the gas really easily and it can also pull back really easily. Uh, that's, we played the mirror a lot. I played a lot with Armando and we played the mirror. He was helping me learn the deck. And, uh, I think one of the key things is learning when to push and when not to push, because it is very easy to just sit back in that deck and just build a hand and really build, um, advantage over your opponent. Like you don't always have to just go a hundred percent on the gas in the deck. So learning the opportune times to when to do that and when not to do that, I think are really important. And that's what will separate some of the better Gogeta Xeno players from some of the worst ones. But Overall, the, the the deck is just fun. Every now and then you get bad RNG and like you just can't get, you know, the, the correct cards you need to warp. But if, if your deck's built right, that's pretty rare. Like it doesn't happen to me too, too often. Um, I'm still messing with ratios a little bit. But yeah, the, the, the deck runs just really good. So I'm excited to be testing with that. I don't really have two crazy results because I've just been learning the deck and kind of just play testing the mirror, play testing a couple matchups here and there. I think I went against uh, Seltzers and also tested it against go tanks uh, i will say the green go tanks matchup everyone knows how i feel about that deck uh it is tough if you don't hit your pieces early like if i can't aggress green go tanks early it does get a little bit tougher because they can really start to slow me down if they have all their pieces like you know if they see their frieza and two dormants you're like dang <laughs> this matchup did get a little bit harder um so yeah but if you see your pieces early the matchup shouldn't be too bad at all um, if you can push early, but if you can't push on like turn one and two, it, it can be pretty rough. So that, that I will say that I will say if, if you have the opportunity to push, that is definitely not a matchup where you pull off the gas. That's when, <laughs> that's when you step on it as fast as possible. Uh, cause that can get a little out of control. So that's pretty much what I learned from my testing. And then in the, uh, oh, and then in the mirror matchup, a lot of times too, um, just little things like I'm not going to take my life cause they're going to aggress me. Um, Obviously, I have to make sh you have to kind of make that decision. At what point do I shift from attacking their life to clearing their board, or vice versa? And then um, you also just have to be aware of things. Like if you're playing a mirror, good chance they're playing Kai or lineage, so you don't want to like all in and just fall into a her, her, uh, however the hell you say it. I can't talk right now. I've talked all day. You, can't, you don't want to just play into a lineage, like go all in on a thwarting swing and they steal it. Things things like that. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't think. I don't know if I'm making sense, but it's just kind of like a simple deck. I'm trying to think of like specific tips I have so far from testing with it, but it so far it's, it's fairly simple to play. Um, I don't think there's like a ton to it. I don't think it's like a very hard deck to pick up. So if you're looking for a deck to pick up, that's fun, pretty easy to play. Uh, try out Gogeta Xeno, you know, I don't, I don't think it's too bad. You know, there's definitely certain lines that you'll have to learn when to take, like in the mirror, the barrier guy is, is really powerful because it's hard for them to remove the barrier guy as opposed to someone else. Um, things like that are kind of good to know. And then, um, also knowing when is good to all in on your one drops and take your life because man, if you take your life at the wrong time and put yourself down to three to give your one drops 10 K and that attack does not push them like you thought, Oh man, that is really rough in the mirror. So definitely use caution with that. Make sure you know that it is time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. You're gonna get a big hand, especially if you hit your awaken on curve. You know, you do your union fusion, awaken, union fusion again. Uh the, the deck's busted, man. The the deck's crazy. It's easy to feel the drop with union fusion. And yeah, I I recommend it. 
if you're looking for a fun aggro deck to play. I always play black, so that was kind of like the next one. I did test the SS4 Bardock deck that I was so excited to test. I'm so sorry to say that I took it apart immediately. I don't like the deck at all. I was so, and you guys know, I was so excited to play the Rainbow deck. And I think it sucks. <laughs> like, I think the deck is actually just trash. Like, I mean, it can win. Like, it can win against certain decks. But I think most of the premier decks of the format just completely outshine it. I don't think it stands a chance. Um, every now and then, you might find a good matchup, uh, depending on how you build the deck. But, man, it's, it's it feels very fair. Like, having to pay the energy for the cards, it just makes the deck feel very, very fair. Um, and I just don't think it holds an edge over much. Now, that said... If you're not playing blue and you're playing another mid-range strategy and you drop that Gogeta down, yeah, you, you, you're probably, you might have it. Like, you, you may have it. That, that card's very powerful. But so many people are on blue, so it's going to lose to that. Gogeta's, you know, probably going to, uh, you know, out-aggress you. I mean, you have answers. You have some floodgates, but will that be enough? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, you've got Cell Surge. They're going to rip your hand apart. I, I'm just, I don't see it. <laughs> I really don't see it. And then especially if Cell Surge can clear your board, you, what do you, like, <laughs> are you going to, I don't know. I just, uh, it's rough. Because if you don't have all four colors, you also don't get your draw on your, the backside leader swing. So I'm like, jeez. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's okay. I'll play it maybe for fun in the future, but for right now and getting ready for Nats and all, that deck's been pushed to the side, unfortunately. But that's it for my results of training. Let's, uh, I'm going to skip mailbag today because this is already such a long episode. We're pushing two hours, maybe the longest episode we've ever done. But uh, I appreciate everyone. Episode next week, um, we will have, like I said, Ethan on the show. I'm going to see if I can get Mike or someone on the show to talk about their Gen Con experience and uh, prep everyone for the World Tournament. So look forward to that, and I'll see you guys then. Yeah, I got the real world problem on my back, yeah.